Coming up next on The Jeff Crilly Show, you're going to meet a biotech analyst. He's going to tell you his journey just ahead. Many are predicting that the worst is yet to come, which is unfortunate, said one person here. Until now, they've enjoyed the reputation of being the nation's icebox. Watched a burglar in his home this morning by webcam. As a journalist of over 25 years, stories are what make my world turn. Reporting live from the Dallas Newsroom tonight, Jeff Crilly, Fox 4 News. But in 2008, I took the jump from my familiar life and started a PR firm from my home. We're talking about anyone with a camcorder like the one I'm using becomes a television network. We started slowly growing the company and we now have over a hundred clients and we've branched into the world of live digital broadcasting. I now own eight different TV studios and have a huge team. And the stories that I now get to share are sometimes the most important of my life. Life has a funny way of coming around full circle. This is the Jeff Crilly Show. So I used to be into investing and I would look at small cap stocks, you know, sometimes penny stocks or a $5 stock. And it was critical for you to look at who was uh, evaluating it. Uh, of course, the company's going to come out with their own statements, but, you know, uh, an, an objective opinion. Uh, and when it comes to biotech, there's a, lot of out, there's a lot of stuff out there. And that's why you turn to a man like my next guest, which is John Vandermosten. He is a biotech analyst. Thanks for coming on the show. You're welcome, Jeff. My pleasure. Yeah. I probably invested in some of those small cap stocks. That, you you <laughs> may have. You may have. I've covered a number of them over the years. Absolutely. Okay. How did you get into that? I mean, you didn't come out of college wanting to be a biotech analyst, did you? No. I, well, I, you know, I went to college to try to get a degree and be a Latin American mutual fund manager. That was my goal <laughs> originally. Really? But I found out, yeah, yeah, because I, I was into history and Spanish and um, that was that was my focus. And I actually got a degree in Latin American studies and, and got a degree in literature and got a degree in economics and, um, you know, all that good stuff. And I found out though that there were a lot of people that wanted that job, but not a lot of assets. The assets were this big and the pool of uh, people who were interested was this big. So. I ended up covering uh, domestic equities, actually, at uh, Texas Teachers down in Austin, Texas. And uh, somewhere in there, there was a career in music. That's right. Well, when I was going to school, I was a musician in the Navy band and played um, all over the, the, the Southwest and, um, and also around the, the Gulf States area. Well, I love that because it kind of makes you a renaissance man that you've had several <laughs> different lives. Let's talk about the biotech space. I mean, I don't, can't remember a time when it's been hotter than it is now. Yeah, well, you know, I think we've learned a lot over over the decades. I mean, I think, you know, there was the human genome pro uh, project that 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 I guess they completed in the early two thousands, but that showed so much information and, and and educated us so much on how the human body works that things sprung out of that, um, such as immunotherapy, um, gene therapy, and things like that. So, you know, the amount of knowledge has just been expanding at a, at a faster and faster rate, and you know, we've seen a lot of. Uh, new treatments in the oncology space and the neurodegenerative space uh, that, that have really come out over the last decades. And the, as you follow this, I mean, we're, we're really, uh, I think, on the threshold of, of basically uh, curing cancer, aren't we? We've made a lot of progress. I, you may have heard of checkpoint inhibitors. Mm -hmm. uh, those are pretty common. I, I always bring up Jimmy Carter because if you recall, I don't know, about 12 or 13 years ago, you know, he had, I think, a type of melanoma and they thought that was it. Um, but they gave him checkpoint inhibitors, and he actually has, you know, survived since then. So uh, that was kind of the, the beginning of immunotherapy in, in oncology, and it's really expanded a lot from from there because 
Now, instead of just the checkpoint inhibitor, we're actually using other things with it, like chemotherapy. We've all heard about chemotherapy. So we use those together, and actually one plus one equals more than two, actually, in that case. And, and the two drugs together actually um, are better than each one by itself. Is it kind of exciting? I mean, do you feel like a little bit of a uh, uh, life sciences detective? Because you're discovering some companies and some, right. some companies that really haven't done a good job telling their story until you come along. And it's, well, you know, that's, that's one of the reasons why it's, it's hard to follow because there's so many things that are going on and you really have to have a really in-depth knowledge of what's going on and, and stay, you know, in tune into it on, all the time. And, and the, the clinical trials that are run, the information that come out that comes out is very complex as well. You have to very slowly, methodically work through it, and you know, look at all the aspects of it. Because there's two there's two main aspects what people are looking for in, in a in a in a cure or, or some kind of therapy, the 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 safety and the efficacy. Right, efficacy is how well it works, and safety is you know, does it have other problems that are bigger than the problem is trying to solve. Right. We're going to go on your website and scroll down because you have so many service offerings. Um, as you look at that, I mean, digital marketing, executive consulting, IR support. And, and look, there's there's a picture of uh, us in your, in your studio. In studios. <laughs> <laughs> we should uh, remind people that John is one of our podcasters or uh, our television show hosts, if you will. Um, tell me about Unboxing Biotech. How did you come up with that name? Yeah, you know, I was... <laughs> I was looking at these videos of these kids unboxing things. Yeah. I don't know why I was even looking at that, but you know, it just seemed kind of you know that, that excitement when you have something and you and you, you learn about something or yes. or whatever. And I thought, you know, biotech is like that. It's kind of an education process to learn about it. You know, you're kind of opening it up. And our, our little logo is is a box full of like DNA is like popping out. DNA helix is popping out. Um, and I just thought, you know, it's kind of an interesting concept. It's catchy. And, and you can also, like, you know, it could be unboxing um, retail or something yeah. like that, you know. Um, I yeah. like it. As a marketing uh, <laughs> expert, I like it because it, it simplifies it. And I think for some people, um, you know, the, the techie and the jargon can get mm -hmm. overwhelming. And, you know, I go to some uh, biotech websites and I read the whole thing and I still don't mm -hmm. know what they do. I mean, it, largely, do many companies do a poor job telling their own story? A lot of companies are, are run by scientists or people very interwoven in, in, into science. And to, to describe it accurately, you really do need to use the technical language, right? Yes. But the problem is when you try to communicate that to investors and people who aren't in the, in the, in the business, it, it just, it, a lot is lost. It just kind of goes over their head. So I kind of see myself as an intermediary. And that's one of the things I really try to do is take it and simplify it. You know, it's, it's not precisely technically accurate, right? Because you're, you're missing some things and I simplify, take out steps. Sure. But I think it's memorable and you can kind of understand uh, what it is. I, you know, I could give an example if you'd like. There's, there's like CAR T therapy. I'm sure, mm -hmm. I mean, that, that's very common. It's, it treats a lot of blood cancers. Um, and we hear, we hear it and it's like, wow, that complex thing. So I tried to describe it in a very simple way. CAR T basically takes the cells out of your body and then puts them in the lab, modifies them using gene therapy so that they can actually find and kill the cancer, reinserts their, reinfuses them into your system, and then they go and do their work. Now, now, if I were to describe that in a technical sense, you know, it would be very, very long right, and very, very right. complex. But I broke it down into three or four parts, and I know I'm skipping a lot, but you can remember that, yeah. right? You take it out, modify it, put it back in. 
and, and, and you can walk away remembering what it's about. And your job is very much like a, a journalist because a journalist um, for, let's say, USA Today, they have, to write, they have to write on a sixth grade level. That's what they, they teach you in J school is that you know, your, your typical reader is, is not going to be that sophisticated. Um, speaking of uh, national news, uh, John is often quoted in some of the biggest publications <laughs> on the planet. So we've got a Wall Street Journal article, and that's got to that's gotta feel good when, when you you know, see a digital article and, and there you are being quoted. Right, I mean, I, I enjoy contributing and um, I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. I also wanna brag about his podcast because I was not aware how, um, how many shows you've already produced. Let's go on his uh, YouTube page and look at that. I mean, I, even you have to be impressed. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a lo large volume of work. Yeah, and I think there's, yeah, there we go, yeah. Yeah. So how, who do you look for in a guest? I mean, how do you decide who you're going to invite on? Well, I try to have somebody with a good story. You know, and, and uh, when, I, when I say a good story, I mean somebody that has a compelling drug that's working well uh, and a compelling um, indication, which is, you know, the disease that they're going after. And, uh, you know, I think something that people can relate to. It, it, you know, one of the, one, one of the companies, that, and you showed them up there, is Achieve Life Sciences, and they are coming up with a smoking cessation drug. And uh, probably everyone's heard of Chantix, right? Yeah. Um, that had a lot of side effects, and I think most people that use it are familiar with it know that it, it had some some strange side effects. It made you made you kind of feel bad, and a lot of people didn't finish it, right? Yeah. Um, so what Achieve is trying to do is bring their drug forward, which has actually been around a long time in, in um, Eastern Europe. Uh, they're trying to get it approved in the United States, but it, the side effect profile is much better. And, and instead of quitting the therapy because it's making you feel bad, you actually finish the therapy and then you wow. actually stop smoking. You lose the, lose the urge to smoke over the over the um, the, the multi week period that you're taking it. So it's really fascinating what what they're working on, and they're at the very last stages of what they're doing. So they would be a perfect example of somebody who I'd want to have on the show. Sure, that they have something that's you know where there's near term milestones coming up, which is the end of their clinical trials uh, and potential approval. And uh, you know, it's an exciting thing I think we can all relate to, and we kind of know a drug in that area right. already. Let's talk about AI because it seems mm. to be the buzzword <laughs> of the day, you know, chat GPT. I was talking about and, that too, actually. Yeah, all right, so uh, with my guests. <laughs> how is AI uh, working in the field of medicine and yeah. biotech? Yeah, I mean, there's a couple different ways. Uh, I think probably the first way that most of us would think about would be in drug development. So you, in silico is what it call, it's called. Um, so what the AI would do is look at different combinations of, of drug drugs and how it might react or how it might bind to different uh, receptors right. that are on our cells in the body and how that would affect uh, how people are. There's, there's a couple other ways that it can be done too. Uh, one is um, clinical trial enrollment. So if you have AI looking around for patients, reading their medical records, trying to find a good match for a certain therapy, right. that's that would solve one of the big problems that the industry is facing because you have a lot of drugs, but we don't know where to find the patients that will that may benefit from them and populate right. the trials. So that could actually bring down bring down trial costs, and it can also help the trials run faster. Right. So that's another way. Um, and then I, you know, yet another way is to have uh, the um, the AI go in and look at patient populations and drugs, and look at the the genetic makeup of the people who. Uh, we're actually responding to the drug favorably 
and finding what characteristics they have wow. and then taking out all the people who don't have those characteristics and focusing on the ones that do and then applying it to them. So it really can help find a needle in a haystack. It, it, yes, yeah, and a lot of companies are working on it. You know, we're still in the early stages, I would say. I, I'm, I don't think we have a drug yet approved that's right. used AI directly to, to find it. But I think we're in the, in the later stages of that and we could have something in the next few years. So I'm just a dumb former reporter. This is the filter I put it through. I, you could probably tell uh, AI to say, take the, the top 50 country songs of all time <laughs> and write me one that everybody would love based on these 50 mm. songs. Could, could it do the same thing for cancer drugs and you know, hmm. look out over the universe of cancer drugs and these are the things that I'm asking you to look for? Um, well, one way I think that we could apply what you're talking about is perhaps finding combinations of drugs that mm. work. So we could look at certain patients that where drugs have not worked, but we know their genetic makeup or, their, uh, yeah. or, or some of the characteristics that they have. And we could say, this drug and this drug work with those characteristics. So we'll give you this combination of drugs and we'll see how it does. Yeah. Now you have to test all, you know, right. this is done in the computer first, right? right? To save time. And then we do it in humans, which is very time consuming, right? It takes a long years. We're living in a very exciting time. Don't you agree, John? I mean, <laughs> I, seriously, I so. like I think you would have to go back to the turn of the last century when you had, you know, the telephone, the car, the mm. plane, mm -hmm. um, all of this coming together at the same time. And I, I, I just even think about my first iPhone at the time, it was yeah. just, oh my goodness, I can't even imagine uh, how futuristic this is. And now we look at back at the iPhone number one and we're like, man, that looks, <laughs> it looks, looks old. Kinda... <laughs> it looks ancient, right? <laughs> it's like looking at an old telephone. Yeah. Um, is, it, is it a fun time to be a biotech analyst? It is, you know, and that's the, that's the thing that kind of keeps me going because it's, you know, it's a very time consuming job. I mean, you know, you're always reading the news, always updating yourself on what's happening. But to see the scientific advancement and to see you know, learn about new technologies uh, and new drugs and things like gene therapy or immunotherapy. It's, you know, it's really fascinating what's happening. And, you know, I think it's something that we can all kind of relate to. We probably all, all know somebody who had uh, cancer or uh, Alzheimer's or something like that. And, you know, these are the areas where, um, you know, the, these, these companies are working. So it's, it's good to know about it. Outstanding. We only have a little time left. So final thoughts. What would you like to leave people with? Um, well, I mean, I, I think, you know, it's, it's a fun, interesting job. And I, and I think even if you're not looking to invest, the stuff that we write, when I write about something, I try to make it interesting for people to, to, to read and understand so they can learn something, yes. right? So even if they're not interested in, you know, buying shares of the company that, that we're recommending, I think it's always a good idea to just, you know, learn about the technology that's out there and, um, and uh, just improve yourself on, on what you know about what's going on in the sciences. Well, you've been an amazing guest, and thanks for, for dumbing it down for All this right. former reporter here. I <laughs> actually you, understand what you just said. <laughs> That's my goal. I've succeeded. All right. We're going to end with his website, which is unboxingbiotech.com. The great John Vandermust. And, and, well, and we also yeah. have uh, oh. our YouTube channel, Unboxing Biotech, as well, where you can see the videos that uh, we produce in Jeff's studio. Absolutely. Thank you so much, John. You're welcome. That's it for now. We'll see you next time.